the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. A website that parents here need to be perusing from time to time to find out what's going on in your schools is protectohiochildren.org. Protectohiochildren.org. Because they have a dashboard, a menu, an index, if you will, where you can go and find out, hey, is there uh, anything going on woke in my school? Any whistleblowers in my school, teachers? providing documents to protect Ohio children that would tell me what's going on in my schools? Answer, yes. So I went to the uh, protectohiochildren.org website today, and I looked up, what, four local districts? Hilliard, Big Walnut, Worthington, Westerville. You have kids in those school districts? Want to know what's going on? Here's what you could find. Sintero is an endeavor that puts together supposedly health-related curriculum for kids in elementary, junior high, and high school. Uh, Sintero's curriculum is heavily stacked toward glorifying the LGBTQ agenda and toward increasing promiscuity in kids well before they are equipped to handle it. Uh, Worthington School District uses Sintero curriculum to teach 8th grade and high school students in health. Uh, Sintero likes to do what it does under the radar. Hence, a whistleblower wrote to a Worthington School's representative to say, do you use Sintero? She says, initially they said they did not use Sintero. Then she wrote in an email that they do use them for high school she did not say they use Sintero for any other grade, but the school website makes it clear that they do. So that's the involvement of Sintero at Worthington. Now let's switch to Westerville. Uh, Westerville has an entry on its website from one of its school librarians who refers to her job in the library as her dream job. She says, And this is written by the librarian. In the summer of 2020, as the country began to erupt into protests at the news footage of black men being killed by police. Was there a lot of, were there a lot of black men killed? There was George Floyd. See, one man becomes in the minds of activists, many, 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 many men. And she says that she worked together with Ohio State University. Of course she did to create a one-community, one-book program that's centered around racism and social justice. And what do you think the book was that they bought for everyone to read? Of course, it was Ibram X. Kendi's book, Stamped, Racism, Anti-Racism, and You. The theme of Ibram X. Kendi's anti-racism 
writings is that the only way to cure racism now is to exact a toll upon those who have practiced racism in the past. See, white people owned slaves in the 1800s. You're white, so you must pay a price for that. That is Ibram X. Kendi's view, that that is the only way to make a past wrong right is to do something now that, shockingly, is the practice of racism itself. Only racism can cure past racism. So the librarian at Westerville talked about how they got 200 students involved in this, 220 staff involved in this, and guess who one of their corporate sponsors was that paid for the books? Kemba Financial Credit Union. So if you're a customer of Kemba Financial Credit Union, now you are informed as to what they stand for, also in Westerville. Did you know that Wilder Elementary School, elementary school, has an equity team? An equity team. And they also were reading stamped racism, anti-racism, and you. But it was the kids' version. So it comes with pretty pictures. And they invited parents to join them as part of an evening book club. They got their principal, Dr. Victoria Hazlitt, involved in that. And Dr. Hazlitt says on Westerville's own website, if we can raise up our children to be more inclusive, then we can create a sense of belonging and acceptance for all children and all families at Wilder Elementary School. Uh, No, actually, no. Inclusivity is, of course, a good thing, but when you tinge it with, okay, uh, black kids you haven't gotten in the past, or you, I fear you haven't gotten because of white kids, you're oppressors. No, that's not inclusive at all. That's exclusive. You know what's more diverse, equitable, and inclusive than anything ever? The most diverse, equitable, and inclusive thing ever? The gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the most diverse, equitable, and inclusive thing in the history of the world. Not teaching that at Westerville City Schools, of course, or any public schools, which is why you should get your kids out of the public schools, because public schools is just a way to keep you in the dark that they are government schools. You do not want the government raising your kids. This is also from the Westerville Education Foundation. So here's your teacher's union. Uh, They marshaled their financial forces to expand their classroom libraries to promote discussions about racial and social diversity and provide students access to books representative of contemporary families. What do you think a contemporary family is? Yeah, two guys or two women or, or or a throuple, three people. That's a contemporary family. Diverse collections in this context, the website says, are defined as books with protagonists and experiences that feature underrepresented ethnicities, cultural or religious backgrounds, gender nonconformity, or LGBTQIA plus orientations. So there you go. ProtectOhioChildren.net can fill you in on all of that. And I would highly recommend you go there. Now, if you are aware of these kinds of issues and you want to be in the crosshairs of the Justice Department as one of these uh, domestic terrorist parents, (laughs) I'm pretty sure you will not be alone because I'm pretty sure now Merrick Garland and the Justice Department are looking for Kimberly Rikes. Kimberly Rikes is a parent 
in Des Moines, Iowa. She went to her school board meeting the other day. Uh, well, she was dressed provocatively, you might say, in a black one-shoulder leotard with nude tights and matching black boots. Now, why would a mom in Iowa go to a school board meeting this way? Because earlier, a drag show performer had worn the exact same outfit to a drag show at the high school in her district. She said, I'm embarrassed to be here in this outfit tonight. If this, he- if this outfit makes your head turn, if this ticks you off, it should. Because this guy walked into our school wearing exactly the same thing. I want to prove that this outfit should never, ever be accepted in our school in any way. Now, you have to shame these people. She's the president of the Iowa Mama Bears, an organization that expresses views against LGBTQ content, COVID-19 vaccines, and she asked the board for an apology and a resolution to make sure that this kind of stuff never happens again. It should not happen again. Drag shows in schools. Ridiculous. So this is the importance. This is why you have to elect Republicans to the Ohio House, to the Ohio Senate. I told you yesterday, we have a representative from Hudson who is advocating for a parent's bill of rights in the Ohio House. All your Democrats hate this. All your Democrats talk about how hateful this kind of thing is. They want to take your rights away from you. Why do they want to take your rights away from you? Because they want to take your kids away from you. Why do you think they want universal child care? So they can get their hands on your kids as fast as possible. Kids are little sponges. They soak up your values when they're around you at home. So what better way to get your values out of your kids than to get your kids into government daycare? It's free. Now, it's not free. It costs you something. It costs you the ability to raise your children the way that you believe. It's not free. It doesn't cost anything, but it's definitely not free. So the sooner they can get their hands on them, They will get their hands on him, literally and figuratively. The rebuild and dig out from Hurricane Ian continues in Florida. Uh, Ron DeSantis, the governor and hopefully future president of the United States, uh, warned the other day that you dare not loot homes in Florida. Because if you do, Florida's a Second Amendment state and you might get shot. Uh, Joy Reid of MSNBC uh, went ballistic on this and said that this is an indicator that DeSantis is returning to his roots as a segregationist. Now, that's an interesting take because Joy Reid is assuming that all looters are black. Like, right? That's the assumption she's making. Like, she's Sounds she's, like I it. I mean, you wouldn't say that if, if the looters were white. And she's assuming that if you're looting, you're black. Why would you bring segregation into it as a policing matter, as an outgrowth of policing looting, if she didn't make the assumption that all looters were going to be black? So... DeSantis, uh, well, here's his uh, warning about uh, looting in Florida. 
We want to make sure we're maintaining law and order. Uh, don't even think about looting. Don't even think about taking advantage of people in this vulnerable uh, situation. And so local law enforcement is involved in, 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 in monitoring that. You know, I told Kevin if the state needs to help as well, uh, because you, know, you can have people you know, bringing boats into some of these islands and trying to ransack people's homes. Um, I can tell you in the state of Florida, uh, you never know what may be lurking behind somebody's home. And I would not want to chance that if I were you, given that we're a Second Amendment state. All right, so that was the segregationist comment. Now, it turns out yesterday, whoops, four people didn't listen. We've had four looters that were arrested, uh, I guess, a couple days ago, and, and they need to be brought to justice, and we're not going to tolerate it. But, you know, three of the four are illegal aliens. Hmm. And so these are people that are foreigners. They, they're illegally in our country. And not only that, they try to loot and ransack after, in the aftermath of a natural disaster. I mean, they should be prosecuted, but they need to be sent back to their home country. They should not be here at all. Now, uh, of course, Ron DeSantis uh, makes a great point, uh, but he also makes the point that he's not free to send them where he wants to. First of all, our program that we did is a voluntary relocation program. I don't have the authority to forcibly relocate people. Uh, if I could, you know, I would take those three looters, I'd drag them out by the collars, and I'd send them back to where they came from. Uh, these are the kinds of plain-spoken logic that make Ron DeSantis popular with the people of Florida. He's going to win re-election in a landslide over Charlie Crist. And I think... Give him a good chance of being the Republican nominee in 2024. I would not be surprised uh, if what has happened in Florida, where Trump was eight points up on DeSantis several months ago, but now DeSantis is eight points up on Trump, in advance of Ian, by the way, the hurricane. I would not be surprised if more people around the country begin to come around to the wisdom of running Ron DeSantis for president in 2024, because he is Trump without the silly Twitter nonsense. And the more Trump continues to focus on the 2020 election, and he's incapable of focusing on much else, I think the more popularity DeSantis will get. It also will play into the 2024 nominee on the Republican side of the presidential ticket, how Trump-anointed Senate candidates fare in the midterm election. Dr. Oz, Blake Masters, J.D. Vance. If two of those three or three of those three win, well, then I think it reestablishes the Trump brand in the face of the Democratic opposition that will certainly come if he's on the ticket. But if two of those three lose, or heaven forbid all three of those three lose, well, I don't see how Donald Trump can outrun his own culpability in selecting those three people as his candidates. I felt when the primary in Ohio came about that J.D. Vance was a strong candidate and did not need Donald Trump's endorsement. Now, there's no doubt that Donald Trump's endorsement made a big difference because the primary was so crowded that it was pretty much going to be decided if Trump did not intervene. It was going to be decided on name recognition and familiarity. And Josh Mandel had that name recognition and familiarity. Bernie Moreno had never run for public office. Mike Gibbons had run one time previously. Matt Dolan was a state senator. Nobody basically heard of Matt Dolan. They thought, Dolan, does he own the Indians? Jane Timken had never run for public office before. 
So Josh Mandel had the name recognition. Hence, Josh Mandel was on top of all the early polls. But when Donald Trump embraced J.D. Vance and Mandel had made J.D. Vance a name people recognized because he was anti-Trump and then Trump changed, well, that became a newsworthy event. And that certainly got J.D. Vance over the finish line. But I always thought that J.D. Vance and Bernie Moreno were the two guys who would debate Tim Ryan under the table. And this coming Monday, we'll see J.D. Vance gets his first opportunity to debate Tim Ryan. The Republicans have a whole array of issues that they can win on in this midterm. And look, the sad truth of the matter is inflation is going to be here for a while. If you listen to um, my Money Monday segment with Josh Pick, if you listen to Josh and I do the Aptus Retirement Blueprint radio show on Friday night at 7, Saturday afternoon at 2, I've related to you before that I've lived through an inflationary period in America comparable to this one as like a 10-year-old into my teen years. And I've related to you that the first mortgage that I had on a house, the first house I ever purchased in 1988, my my mortgage was 10% in 1988. When they talk about the highest inflation in 40 years, they're talking about inflation in 1980. So eight years after we had high inflation, and we have it now, mortgage rates were 10%. And I got a rate under market in 1988. So if you think this is going away soon, it's not going away soon. It's not going away soon. So that underscores the fact that inflation is an issue Republicans can win on. And I think still education, parents' rights... And pushing back against LGBTQ wokeness, transgender nonsense, is a huge winner for Republicans, not just in this midterm, but in future elections. So I hope that Republicans don't stray from that. Gas prices are going up. That's painful, but I think it helps Republicans in the midterms. What are we, 30-some days away, 33 days away? From the midterm election, we got to get control of the Senate. we got to get control of the House. The House, pretty much a layup. The Senate, I'm afraid to be confident. I'm afraid to be confident when we get to the House. Or excuse me, when we get to the Senate, I'm afraid to be confident. Because, look, the numbers look good. Oz in Pennsylvania is gaining on Fetterman. They have a debate coming up. You know that the people in Georgia fear Herschel Walker because now they're trying to come out and paint Herschel Walker as somebody who paid for an abortion. For a past girlfriend, Herschel Walker fighting back against that very, very strenuously and says it's a flat out lie. It's hard for me to believe that Brian Kemp, the Republican, can win for governor by what looks like it's going to be eight to ten points and that that won't also help Herschel Walker in his battle against Raphael Warnock. Walker's got to nail the debate. He's got to nail the debate. He does. Because Warnock's a guy who's comfortable in front of a microphone. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.